What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? Welcome to another edition of the Steelers Blitz here on SNR. On today's episode of the Blitz, Moats and I have plenty to yap about. A few Steelers have new contracts, but there are still 21 Steelers whose futures are up in the air. We'll discuss should they stay or should they go. We'll talk to our good friend of the show, Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, like we always do on Thursdays. But we start today with the NFL salary cap number being official and some cap casualties already rolling in across the league. Let's get it going. Euler and Moats are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. going on Steelers Nation Radio it is high noon on a Thursday afternoon that can only mean one thing it's time to go inside the electric factory here for the next two hours on your 24-7 home of the black and gold he's Arthur Motes I'm Wesley Euler between the two of us we've got a decade of NFL experience and a really good head of hair it's up to you to figure out the rest what you should know by now knuckleheads as if you want to get involved with the show anytime over the next 120 minutes you can find us on the dot com of course i'm talking the twitter.com at wesley euler at the body 52 the body what up cousin man living my best life you already know that man how art thou though my friend well i'll let you know um about an hour and a half from now <laughs> this is gonna be a, this is gonna be interesting today arthur motes because as we record Uh-oh. this episode this edition of the steelers blitz <laughs> My WVU Mountaineers are on the TV in the studio. Motsi, I'm, I'm just really excited about this. You know, it was this time last year when the, the world shut down. Mm-hmm. Like, conference tournaments were just getting ready to oh, start. Oh, yeah, because yeah. I, I remember you took that shot at March Babies and, and, and things like that, and I felt really uh, attacked. It, it felt like it was personal. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Hey, speaking of March Babies, right. somebody's, uh, somebody might have something coming up this uh, this weekend. Uh, oh, hey, 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 hey. You said my last show as a 32-year-old. Is that what uh-oh. you just said? Wait uh-oh. a minute. What? We uh we did get a we did get a tweet from Thrash saying that since it's your last show before the birthday that we'll yeah, have to man. play some Moats Roulette coming out of the oh, break here. So we'll do, man, we'll do a little bit of that going forward. Don't y'all tease me with a good time now. But I'm I, I'm pumped, Motsy. It's it's a great sports time of the year always, right? Because there's still plenty of NFL stuff going on. You mm-hmm. know, normally the combine, the draft, free agency, everything that comes with that. Owners meetings this time of year. You've got you're, you're getting into the good portion of the season for for the nhl and the nba very you true know, really starting to ramp up there especially for the nhl during a condensed season right right yes, absolutely indeed. absolutely this is, this is big time action you get you know the, the weather's changing so a lot of like the golf majors are coming back things mm-hmm. like that and of course conference tournaments and march madness it's a special time of the year on a sports calendar where kind of everything's coming together at the mm-hmm. same time uh and even though it's not really our cup of tea you got spring training going on in baseball well, no, no, baseball we said, season like, right this around the is corner. typically the the awesome time of year because even though you're not getting the football games being played it's very similar to I think it's November time frame where you get football basketball hockey at the same time right right now we're getting college basketball we even get college football low-key right now which is crazy we do absolutely in in concert with those other sports that we spoke of so yes I mean if you're a sport sports person great time of year great time of year man and 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 because the stakes are high too it's not like it's a bunch of regular season action conference tournaments March Madness Big time yeah. games, and NHL big playoffs being starting made for your free agency team's future. Yes. Yeah, what they're gonna do in the draft? Absolutely. So you get the optimism, 
and the uncertainty as it pertains to your football teams while you're getting to see the true essence of your basketball teams collegially and professionally. So, yeah, man, you can't go wrong with any of this, man. So I will be semi-distracted today. All right? It's all I'll be, good. I'll be doing my best, but we do have the Mountaineers in the quarterfinals of the go Big 12 tournament ears. on the TV right now. I'm excited. Uh, just like I said, it's a, it's a great time of year to be a sports fan. Arthur Motes, though, it's a little bit different this time of year for the National Football League kind of in the wake of everything going on with the pandemic mm-hmm. and with the slashed revenues, the decreased revenues across the board with no fans or very little fans in the stands this season. Motsi, we kind of were waiting for this. We talked about it on Tuesday. We mm-hmm. got the official number yesterday. The NFL now has a signed, sealed, delivered, set salary cap. This year's cap, Arthur Motes. We're rich! $182.5 million. Now... You might say, okay, yeah, that's a big number. What do you want me to do with that? For comparison. I was about to say, here we go now. Last year's cap was 198.2. So, Motsi, that's about yes. a $15 million drop off. And in the fact that we're always, excuse me, we always anticipate the cap going up. We Correct. never, this, I think this is the first time in, I don't remember how long that we've seen the cap actually take a hit down. Mm-hmm. Not even flatline. Actually lose. It, it plateaus and flatlines sometimes, yeah, but yeah, rarely but, but ever it, goes yeah, down. Yeah, hardly ever. Yeah. So this, yeah. So this that's is, the, this is, you know, that's the yeah, significant, significant drop that everybody knew was coming. You ready for the math on this one? Wait a minute. It's an 8% decrease from last I like year. It. So, yeah. Shout out, shout out. So if you just think about it practically, right? Mm-hmm. Here at home in Pittsburgh, $15 million less, right? Ben yep. Roethlisberger just signed a one-year $14 million contract. Mm-hmm. So just, just – Think about it in theory. That's the type of player that you could be potentially missing out on, right? Yeah. I mean, $15 million is the difference between a really good player being on your roster and not. Or maybe, you know, two BB-plus players on your roster and not. And Motsi, we've seen this around the league already. Some huge, huge names. Some all-pro, Pro Bowl I mean, guys that you wouldn't even think right to even come in that conversation of being released are getting, you know, getting got. And, and the, the Reaper man is on the way. And the big two, the surprising two this morning, the Kansas City Chiefs releasing both of their starting bookends, Arthur Motes, both of their starting offensive tackles, uh, former number one overall pick Eric Fisher and former all-pro Mitchell Schwartz to free up over $18 million in cap space. I mean, Motsi, we saw how Patrick Mahomes was still able to make some crazy throws in the Super Bowl without mm-hmm. these two guys, but I don't know if I would have gone this far if I was Kansas City. No, I'm with you, man. <laughs> this is it. That's, that's shocking. Unless you're solely planning on addressing one tackle through free agency and another tackle early in the draft, yeah, I don't think this is the best decision. But, you know, to each his own, right? If they want to do this and take that step back, I'm not going to hate them for it. In fact, we applaud that because that makes it still a little bit closer to them. So, <laughs> from that angle, great job on, on your part. But, yeah, in, in terms of if I'm Patrick Mahomes, I, I'm on the far in LA. Yo, are you bringing one of these guys back at a yeah. reduced cost? We'll have to restructure S- something. Similar to how we saw with Ben, right? The quote-unquote tear up the contract. And then we start a new deal. Is that what we're getting out there? Because otherwise – that's insanity. That's insanity. It is. It, it, based on what we saw in the Super Bowl, based on the tackles that they put out there, that offensive line, yeah, that, that was not varsity whatsoever. No, it was not. And you're not going to take the two people that made it look like that because they were the ones that were out. They were the guys that were missing. That's that's exactly. You saw <laughs> right. what the Chiefs offense was without those two. Right. It was a lot of Patrick Mahomes running for his uh-huh. life. Uh-huh. And, and we know what it looked like when they when those two were out there. They didn't score a bleeping touchdown mm-hmm. in that game, Motsi. Like, just, 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 just think about that. 
So, yeah, for me, that that's a little wild. It is. It absolutely is. That's but now, a surprising I, one. But now both of them, if the Chiefs did decide to bring them back, sure. I do think it would be a lot cheaper because both of them are coming off of injuries. That is Obviously, true. Obviously, Fisher's coming off of Achilles injury mm-hmm. super late in the year, right? The week before the, the Super Bowl. Championship Absolutely. Game, think, right? yeah. So you know he's questionable if he's even going to be ready come season That's time. True. So you'll get him at a very discounted rate That's potentially. Eric, uh, or excuse me, Mitchell Schwartz, he's coming off of a surgery as well where it ended up knocking him out of the playoffs and things like that. Now it shouldn't be significant in terms of him, you like know, not being available. Recovery. Right, he won't be yeah. available for the season. That's not the case for him, but he's still going to be coming off of an injury. So if you're the Chiefs and you do want to continue to do business with those guys, I'm sure that they're aware of those things as well, and that could make this a little bit better of a deal for both parties. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure that they've had those discussions. I yeah. think we will see a lot of, like, teams release a guy, cut a guy, and then sign him to a new contract mm-hmm. that's maybe more backloaded right. or, you know, doing some things with the money there. But, yeah, those are two, obviously. Because you're not anticipating the cap going down again next year. No. If anything, it should balloon up because once things get back to normal, as they are already trending with vaccinations becoming more Correct. available, the more with that the becomes. TV deal absolutely. coming down the line. TV deals and the more readily available the vaccination comes, the more closer we are to normalcy, the more closer we are to going back to events and raising money and things like that. And then the cap will do what it's supposed to do. And we won't have these type of scenarios, That's hopefully. Right. That's right. Saints, another one. Motsi making some tough decisions. Yo, squad. Saints. That's your mistress <laughs> yeah, team. I like Sean it, Payton. man. I mean, yeah. I got to text Sean Payton and tell him sorry, buddy. I know it's been a rough couple days I mean, here. y'all both got really good hair. Emmanuel Sanders released by the Saints yesterday. Janoris Jenkins released by one. New Orleans today. That was the one. Because for me, when I saw uh, Manny Samuels get released, I thought more so – this is what Emmanuel's been doing these yeah. past seven years. He's mercenary status right yes, now. Yeah. I'm going to come in on a one year. We're going to compete. We're going to either go to a Super Bowl. We probably won't win it because he's been on the bad end, right? He, I think he's the one that he goes to. No. Is Brandon Cooks the one who keeps going to him and losing? Yes. He won. Uh, so, so let's see. Emmanuel won it in Denver, and then he went in San Fran when they lost to the Chiefs. So that was that situation. But, I mean, this is yeah, this is his status right now, man. Go in one to two years, ball out, get paid, go somewhere else. Maybe he could return back to Pittsburgh. Hey. You never know. You never know. You never know. There's going to be some interesting names out there, certainly. I mean, hey, I mean I right now. One of those offensive tackles from the Chiefs. I yeah. mean, either one of them. <laughs> like I said, you got two former Steelers receivers that are going to be on the market as well, prorated costs, stuff like that, just if you're you know, into that sort of thing. But yeah. as a whole, man. It's, this is a crazy time. It is. This is we, crazy. We, to see. We, you know, Janoris Jenkins should never be released. Like, are we are we serious right now? Like, right. This dude's a monster. Eric Fisher and Mitchell. Like, Sw- seriously, I mean, these guys man. Are all pros. Yes. <laughs> Motsi, I was thinking this yesterday too. Um, so I was in here yesterday doing the show that I do on nine seventy, and they had the Dak Prescott like in not introductory press conference, right. but signed his new deal press mm-hmm. conference, and I gotta think. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm trying to be too optimistic here. But I, I think we know that Jerry Jones is right in the middle of those television contract negotiations. Absolutely. He's one of the owners who's right in the middle of those 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 that brokering and that deal making. Uncle Jerry's given out a big contract like that. I think he's gotta feel pretty good that this cap crunch thing is gonna be for one year and then next year we'll be okay. I mean, we would hope so. Am I am I reading too much between the lines the, there? Is the, that a fair no, observation? No, no, no. This, this is my thing. I feel like if it's any other GM, I agree 100% with you. <laughs> but at the same time, I think you might be giving Jerry a little bit too much credit 
You know what I mean? From from that sense, because there have been plenty of times in the recent future where he hasn't really made the best decisions. Correct. Both publicly and personally. Correct. You know what I mean? We, we, we go whatever scenario you want to go in. And trust me, there's multiple scenarios in these past two years. So with that being said, part of me is like, yeah, you know, he's a business savvy guy. He wouldn't make that type of move without knowing something. But then I'm like, well, why would he have said this when he knew what the temperature was? Why would he do that right. when he knew what this would right. be? Why would he say this when he knew what that would do? That's why I'm like, maybe we're giving him a little bit too much credit right now. Yeah. Could you be. You might be onto something. Could be. You might be onto something. So, yeah, Eric Fisher and Mitchell Swartz released by the Chiefs. Emmanuel Sanders and Janoris Jenkins released by the Saints. John um, Brown and was it uh, jo- uh, oh, yeah, John, John Brown was and was it the was it Quentin Jefferson right the D tackle or D correct from Buffalo yep. yeah yep and John Brown I mean, he was a thousand yard receiver a year ago Pro Bowl yeah and then was on pace to have a hundred receptions this year obviously dealt with the injuries at the end of the year mm-hmm. but that's another one another good offensive lineman absolutely, Kevin Zeitler man. was released yep. last night by the Giants absolutely and Ze- yeah, Zeitler is definitely a good one yeah really good and something mm-hmm. that you and I discussed too before we get into some Steelers specifics here last kind of bigger picture thing that I got for you to start us here did you see what the Ravens did with Gus Edwards I did not second round tender smart move by them it is a smart move by them and for those that, that but I think they're, they're gonna yeah. have to pay him now because right. I don't know if anyone's gonna give that up so this is the thing though right so when we talk about second round tenders why is it important if you tender a person you have three options right original round tender which is typically undrafted or if the person was third fourth fifth sixth seventh round you tender them at that if you want to give them a second round tender you tender them at the second round tender them as a first rounder then obviously the first round tender now the way it works is each tender has a money value associated with it. Yes. But in concert with that money value, a draft pick of Correct. that same value is is attached to it. So if an opposing team, if a team that this person is not employed by. Let's say the Jacksonville Jaguars. They say we want to acquire Gus Edwards. Second they round pick. They not only would have to give up a second round pick, but they would still have to sign him Pay to a number. contract as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Whereas the Ravens. They don't have to go over that number now. Once they tender him at 2 mil, they don't have to go over that, right? Because that's typically what the second round tender is, like 2.2, 2.3. Correct. So they don't have to go over that, but they still get the right to to first match or first refusal if another team were to come in here and give them a contract offer. They would have that opportunity. It's almost like a pseudo-restricted free agent Yes, that's exactly what it is. Yes, exactly what it is, man. So you can see why it works and things like that and why it really benefits the team a lot more than the yeah. player per se because a guy like Gus Edwards we know he can make a good amount of money in the open market now we know the running acquisition has been devalued but he can make more in the open market than he would with this tender but that's the purpose of the tender because for these teams they're like well hey man something happened within those first couple of years whether you were undrafted whether you were drafted we had to release you something happened we took a chance on you and this is kind of how the teams are rewarded right by making these guys restricted free agents where they get these opportunities to, you know, match it and, and hold their rights a lot more from that standpoint. Whereas an unrestricted guy, think like Juju Smith-Schuster. Correct. Way different. Correct. The team has zero leverage unless you franchise tag him, unless you transition tag him. You can't do anything else with him because he's unrestricted. Getting a little getting a little football 101 from Arthur Max. Absolutely. Hey, listen, I, I don't talk capology, but I know contracts now. <laughs> I know tenders now. I know I know how to do that. 
<laughs> I, I don't know the cap. You, you start capology. Well, he saved 14 mil, and if you look at this now, I, I don't get into all that too much, you know? No, I hear you. I, 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 I hear you. I, I like to stay in my lane. That, that's like the, the super, super fast lane. You know, you're going to interstate. You got all right, you got the, the middle lane. It's like you running fast, but you're not really getting it. You got the right lane where it's like grandma, granddad, new Your drivers, the yeah. student drivers. And yeah. then you got that left lane, that, that, that left left. It's like you better be going at least 80 if you're in Absolutely. That lane. You, you don't just venture out to that lane. You know what I mean? So for me, when I look at Cap, that's how I look at that. I'm just like, I'm not just stepping out there. Yeah, you're good in the center lane and the right a lane. Absolutely. Left I'll, lane, I'll I'll, I'm chilling center to right. That's it. <laughs> well, Mozzie, speaking of, of Caps and, and contracts, we got an official announcement from the Steelers just before we went on air. Mm -hmm. Ray Ray McLeod has signed a one-year deal. He joins Marcus Allen and J.C. Hassaner. Hassaner. As the three Steelers who have been re-upped, re-signed, um, this offseason, one-year deal for Ray Ray McLeod. I think that's smart business, Motsi. We saw what he was capable of on special teams. And also, too, I think, you know, we all, it, it's kind of, we still know they say what happens when you assume, but we all are kind of assuming that Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be departing the organization. No, Juju has said numerous times well, that he wants to stay here in the organization. He has. He also went on Twitch last night and said, March 17th, I'm a free man. So, ah, see, I was not aware of that last uh, night. Yes. Where was I? Where were my antennas at? Well, I mean, you were just, hey, listen, it's a Wednesday night. It's a busy day for you. It was. And every day is a Wednesday. Every day is a Wednesday. <laughs> you know this. You yeah, know this. He, you know, he, he said, March 17th, I'm a free man on Twitch. And then he did something on Instagram, too, like a poll where he was saying he doesn't think he'll be back with the Steelers. Oh, no, he getting on social and spreading it. Yeah, which is really funny because I remember when he told Antonio Brown to keep his feelings off the Internet. But that's Ooh. neither here nor there. Arthur Motes, I want to talk about Ray Ray McLeod. I, I'm with you. I don't keep my feelings on the Internet. Let's get it. Well, unless it's like my upset feelings about WVU or, you know. Yeah. But not happens. my business feelings. True, true. We can't let, because if I would have come up here and be like, hey, Steeler Nation Radio, I'm upset that I still don't have access to the building. Right, right. Yeah, if you that, were to come in here and complain about I'm not put, having a key card. Exactly. Or, I'm, know, put, I'm putting my, my, my feelings out there. I don't I need to do come that. in here and complain about, you know, the fact that they're just giving me a bag of peanuts every day to you do know, the show in form like, of payment. <laughs> Every time I come in here, I got to text Wes. Wes, can you please come and let me in? Pretty please. No, pretty, is, pretty please. That is actually true. And, and, and I, and I do doing this for like three years. And I text please. No, nah, I don't text please anymore. No, what he says is he says, lock your bum downstairs. <laughs> let me in this door right now. And you better hurry up before I turn my car. If you're I don't want to wait. If you're not here in 30 seconds, I'm leaving. I'll do the show from home. <laughs> Ray, Ray McLeod is a guy who's not leaving Motsi. Uh, I'm not leaving. We know his special team's prowess. And, mm -hmm. and like I was hinting with, with what we all think is, is going to be Juju's exodus um, to a, a bigger and better payday. Yes, uh, definitely here. more lucrative. A, a more lucrative contract here in, in the next week or so. Can Ray Ray contribute this year as a wide receiver? We, we know what they have in Deontay and Chase Claypool and the belief that we all have in those two's ability. Uh, you and I have also laid out on this show many times how we believe James Washington, you know, he might not be a, a number one overall guy ever, but he is a professional mm -hmm. wide receiver who is good on who is good to have on your group. Winning, who can play winning on teams Sundays. have guys like James exactly, Washington on your roster. Exactly. Is there going to be some room for Ray Ray, though, potentially as the fourth guy to get more spin as a wide receiver this year? Yeah, I think we could definitely see something like that. I mean, you think about last year. What role did we see Ray Ray in outside of special teams? He was the screen guy. He was the noun pass guy, right? Yep. Because of the quick twitch, the burstiness that he plays with. They even used him in the backfield a couple of times as well. Now, granted, they got a little bit more predictable with him, and I do think that Matt Canada having the full offseason as being at the helm OTAs and stuff like that, I will. I do think they will be a lot more creative in terms of how they use Ray Ray. I don't think Ray Ray will be 
of factor in terms of route running because when you have Deontay, when you have Chase Claypool, when you have James Washington, I'm sorry, it's not against you, Ray Ray, but I think that those three guys give me a lot more from just a receiving ability standpoint. Yes. And I don't want to take targets away from those three to appease Ray Ray. Now, if we're talking about using Ray Ray solely from, like I said, your gadget guy, right? You think well, we, we, and we've done this before. We saw this with uh, with Johnny Holton. He was the vertical threat yeah, guy. Yeah. We saw this with Darius Hayward Bay. He was the vertical threat and reverse guy. Well, I think Ray Ray gives you the speed of a Hayward Bay, but he's way more elusive than any of those guys. Johnny Holton and, Her- and, and Darius Hayward Bay. They don't have the lateral, quick, you know, twitch that Ray Ray possesses. Right. So I think that in concert with the vertical threat or the screens and stuff like that, you use them a lot more as some of your gadget stuff, right? When you want to do some of these um, wide receiver uh, sweeps and stuff like, you know, where, where the guy's jet sweeping across, you they call it a pass where he catches the ball, he just taps it forward, and that guy uses speed to outrun the, uh, the DN on the edge. You can do all those things with Ray Ray. As long as you stay creative with it, I think that that's his role this year. Now, this is obviously barring any significant injuries well, sure. to the other receivers. Sure. But I think that is probably going to be his best role offensively. Now, we know special teams, he's still going to be the guy there. But I think that's what we see from him from an offensive standpoint next year. Yeah, I think that's a good call. Especially, you know, a lot of that stuff you just described there sounds right up Matt Canada's alley. Absolutely. And this is I, what he does. I think that, that will help Ray Ray in that regard. It seems like a lot of the skill sets that he has – are kind of tailored to some of the the motion-type things, right, mm-hmm. the movement-type things that Matt Canada wants to implement with this offense. Without a doubt, man. And you need that. You need guys like Ray Ray to do all the things that Matt Canada is going to want to do. Yes. You, you can't ask Deontay to be the gadget guy like Ray Ray. That's putting too much on Deontay's plate. Deontay needs to focus on being the number one receiver. Chase Claypool, we know he's capable of doing some of these things, but he's more of a long-stride guy, right? We've seen the difference between how Ray Ray is in short area quickness versus Chase Claypool. Chase is cool as a changeup, but you don't want to have it where it, it got last year where you knew, all right, he's getting the ball. <laughs> we got him tight to the tackle, and then you got Derek White on the other end tight to the tackle. Who are they giving the ball to? <laughs> Who? I'm going to ask my mom. Maybe she'll tell me. You know what I mean? Maybe she'll give me a little suspense here. And a little one You know what I mean? <laughs> Right, right. But with Ray Ray now, you, you'll be able to yeah. be a little bit more dynamic. You can disguise some of that a little bit better. So I, I just think that that's going to be a good situation for so him. Too. And like I said, with a full offseason, because that's what people continue to forget. It's true, too. As much as we like to just act like last year was normal, training camp was condensed. There were no preseason games. There were no OTAs. That's typically when you get your foundation. That's when typically you when you install. Absolutely. They were installing this stuff on the fly. So, yes, you could understand why at a time that, hey. In virtual meetings, too. Right. In, 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 think about it. Week, week virtual meetings. Like, not just one day. Like, multiple times, you know, multiple uh, virtual meetings at a time. So, it's very difficult to implement to that level, to that standard. But now, they will be able to, they'll be able to do that. Now, they're going to have the time available to them to fine-tune it, to comb through the details and not say, well, hey, it's during the regular season right now. We went over it twice. I really can't go over it this third time because we got to get to this other thing we're installing, and that's before we get to the game plan. OTAs, this is where you knock it all out at, man. Woo! You're absolutely right. I think that is something that we lost uh, lost track of last year, and I think that, that will be a big benefit to, to Matt Canada to have all that hands-on instruction back, certainly. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, it's the Steelers Blitz about – Five minutes from now, six minutes from now, we're going to talk to our good friend of the show, Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Before we get to that, though, 
Speaking of contracts and, and, and guys that you know could be staying or could be going, we'll get to that more in the final segment of the show as well. Did you see this Mike Hilton stuff on Twitter, Motsi? Wait a minute. What happened? Um, so Mike Hilton did an interview where he said, you know, that this year I can absolutely choose where I want to go. That's my guy, Money Mike. He, he has been, you and I agree, he has been certainly the most underpaid stealer over the last few years, one of the most underpaid uh, players in the entire National Football League. We like to see guys like that. By we, I mean you and I. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm not talking about all yins because all yins clearly don't. You you want these guys to treat their sports teams like it's their spouse, not their employer. Like, dude, take <laughs> take like you really want to take all that money to go to a sorry franchise? Um, yeah. So that's what. There, there wait a this, minute. <laughs> there was this guy, Matty Aston. It looks like his name is. He's a music producer in San Francisco who's a big time Steeler fan, according to himself. Shout out to the Bay. He tweeted at Mike Hilton and said, have fun in New York with the Jets with a 13-3 and record every year or have fun in San Francisco with zero offense, bro. You're foolish as hell. No, no, Matty. No, no, no. Matty, let me you, tell you. You, 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 my friend, are the one that yeah, is foolish. The one who thinks that Mike Hilton, who has been criminally underpaid, <laughs> who the Steelers could have locked up to a long-term contract They've at any time two, over the two last years, couple years. Absolutely. If you think that guy should leave millions and millions on yeah. the table. You're the one who's foolish as hell. Yes, a- absolutely, man. I-, I just, I'm dumbfounded by that right there, honestly, man. Yeah. Like the best was that Hilton just replied to him with a bunch of like the crying emojis. That's like, it. Just like, didn't like, say anything else. Just laughed. Seriously, <laughs> like just from a, just think logically, right? How many of us go to work every day, and it's like, man, I don't really love this job. A lot of people say it all the time. I can't stand my job. Oh, it's Monday. Oh, I got to go to work. Oh, it's Monday. Oh, I hate this job. Oh, God. I got to go. Oh, I got to go work some more. Oh. You're not doing it because you love it. You're doing it because the money, right? It's a business. You understand that. We, but, but but if I'm over here and I'm like, bro, I love Walmart so much. What? Why would you leave Walmart to go to Target and they're paying you $20 when Walmart would have paid you 7 But right. Walmart is Walmart. Right. Do, do it for the name on the front, not the name on the back. Come on, man. Like, like why would you do this? Like I said, Moti, like what? Everybody, everybody wants their favorite athlete Seriously. to treat their favorite team as a, like a spouse. And this is the other thing that, like, not an employee. And this is the other thing that people forget. Okay, you as a fan, you grew up watching the team, right? Mm-hmm. You grew up since you were three, four With years old. That's all grandpa, you knew, right? That was that your was team. It. Yep. Ask any professional athlete how many of these guys actually were fans. Of the team that they play in, that they're playing for, like grew up as fans, probably like two on each team, max, max, max. So our attachment to organizations are drastically different than a fan's attachment to players. We understand it is a business. Now you can still get passionate about an organization and a fan base. You see me, I'm living proof of that. Yeah, but absolutely. that still doesn't overshadow the business element of it. It is still a job. This is how these guys provide for their families, along with the fact that it is a high-risk job, 100% injury rate, meaning as soon as you say you're playing football, I can assure you, you will get hurt. Now, to the extent where we can see how that varies, right? Sure. In, 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 in Pittsburgh, I think we could all tell you firsthand how much it can go good or really, really bad. Yep. We've seen that. Mike Kilman was a part of that as well. He was one of the people that was out there when we've seen some of the really good and the really, really bad from an injury standpoint. So why on God's green earth, <laughs> if my man Mike Kilton, who was on the field doing the whole Shazier situation mm-hmm. and saw how that money played out after the fact, why would he on God's green earth say, man, who cares about all these millions I can make out here? It's not about the money. I just want to play. I'm going to play here for the Steelers. I'll play for the minimum. Yeah. 
Said nobody ever. Said nobody ever. What? They are they are Mike Hilton's employer, not his spouse. Like, seriously. And, and that doesn't mean he doesn't love the team. Right. Doesn't mean he doesn't love Steel Nation. Absolutely not. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He still loves that. He still loves the team. He still loves the, the, the fan base. But the business element is there. It is always there. And he would be <laughs> he would be foolish if it wasn't there. Right. <laughs> and, and after two years, and listen, I personally talked to Mike Hilton the first year when he was going through this thing. And we had a conversation. We said, yo. It's all right. You're handling it the right Just way. Just keep playing. Keep and you're playing. Gonna be fine. Your money is gonna come. You and know, now, we, we say you got and most. Now of, the payday's and coming. now, and now it is here. We said you have most ways to do this. You could have took the L Bell approach, hold out, play hardball, make it messy in the media. Mm-hmm. But then you would get the fans and say, "What? Oh man, you know, he's you're a not me a team guy. guy. He's a me guy. He only cares about the dollar." So no, no, no. As an undrafted guy who never got that signing bonus, his signing bonus as an undrafted guy was ten grand tops, tops, ten thousand dollars. When you think about a guy like Cam Sutton, right? Third round pick. Third round pick? Probably $200,000. Right. And that's on the low end. Right. And let's not talk about uh, you know, Edmonds' first round so, pick. So, guys like that. Exactly. Watt, first round th- th- those are millions up front. M- multi, multi millionaires up front. Mike Hilton never got that. And Mike Kilton, you can argue he outside of Jackson. T. People Listen, forget he was with the Jaguars in and the Patriots yes. before he came to the so Steelers. So outside of TJ, right? The guys we just named, we said TJ Edmonds, we said Cam Sutton. You can make a case that Hilton has been the best one outside of TJ. Mm. Legitimately, you mm. can make that argument. So you're going to tell me that this man who's been grossly underpaid throughout his duration in the NFL. For four years. Finally gets the opportunity to break the bank. Finally gets the opportunity to get some financial security. He should take a team discount. And he should take a team discount. Oh, you dumb. You want to go to the Jets. You dumb. You want to go play for the Niners. No, no, he doesn't want to go play for those teams. He wants to get compensated <laughs> yes. like that. If the Steelers were compensated like that, he wouldn't have to leave. But obviously, that's the nature of the business. The salary cap teams league. can't pay everybody. Good players got it. We just highlighted the first 10 yes, minutes of the segment. Yes, High level players, all posts who got released. <laughs> like. But 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 he's foolish. But wait a minute, where's the foolishness of the organization for not being loyal to those players, right? Foolish, you're so foolish. It it doesn't go both ways. Shouldn't the organization be foolish because they didn't abide by those guys' contracts that we just mentioned? No, oh, okay, I was just telling you before. When you tell them it's a game, they'll tell you it's a business. Uh, When you tell them it's a business, they'll tell uh, you it's only a game. Wait a minute now, interesting. (laughs) Arthur Mutz, Wesley Euler, it's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Around the corner, we catch up with our good friend Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. Don't go anywhere, Euler Mutz. It's Steelers Blitz.